Oh, I, I'm just dying in your arms tonight. Hello, and welcome to the next exciting episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, the podcast where Matt and Todd go see a movie at our local Regal Cinema Theater for now until they close. Hopefully they don't, but it looks like they will. And then we talk about the movie from the parking lot in Matt Dextera. I am Todd Domer. I'm Matt Malone. Yes, we are uh, enjoying what may be our last film at the uh, Regal Cinema Theater. Boo, movie companies for not releasing their movies. Boo! Right. We heard the news uh, late last night that perhaps Regal is shutting down all of its uh, USA theaters um, until next year, which sucks because it's October. Yes. So, uh, but we will overcome. We will work through this problem. Your podcast will not go away. We're here for you. If we have to watch old reruns of movies on PBS, that's what we'll do. And we'll podcast about it. <laughs> so, the movie at <coughs> hand. We saw a movie. It is called The Broken Hearts Gallery. Yes. Yes. Um, this movie has no one famous in it, really, except for Bernadette Peters is in it as a sort of side character. Which one's Bernadette Peters? She's the uh, gallery owner. Oh, I was going to ask you if you recognize where she's from. Yes, of course. Uh, I thought, man, I thought that was going to be a good revelation. (laughs) Where is she from, Matt? Because it's important to you. Well... She's been in a number of films, but sure. notably The Jerk, yeah. starring Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite a few years ago, but yeah. anyway. There's been some other stuff that some of these other people have done. Okay. Uh, the main woman, who I can't remember her name, okay. was in the movie Blockers, okay. which came out a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know much else of what she's been in. And then the main guy, who I also can't remember his name. Because they're just not that famous. Is in Stranger Things. And he was also in the Power Rangers remake movie. He <laughs> was the Red Ranger. So Who was he in Stranger Things? He's the older brother of Maxine, I think her name is. The, the red-haired. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. The guy who looks in his 20s but played a high school student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real the lifeguard guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. In season three, if you watch season three, he was a lifeguard. Yes. So I did watch season three. So, yes, those people were in it. Uh, I'll let Matt do the intro, and I'll look up their names, so at least we can mention their names. Yes, we should mention their names. I have a hard time remembering uh, the character names or the actual... Because uh, a lot of them have long names. Yes. And non-American names, which... Yes. I guess I'm racist for having trouble with longer non-American names, but... So racist. That's that's, that's how my mind works, I guess. (laughs) Um, So what's this movie about? Well, this is a a little old romantic comedy type thing. Um, I would say it's more romantic than comedy, but there's plenty of comedic moments in it. Sure. Uh, So the main character... Lucy. Lucy, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, She is... Uh, she collects things from her relationships, failed relationships, 
to the point where she has two roommates who are also characters in the story. And uh, uh, Amanda and Nadine. Yes, yes, Amanda and Nadine. Um, they call her like a hoarder because her room is just full of stuff from past relationships that it seems like she's kind of holding on to forever. Um, so Lucy is working at kind of her dream job. Well, she's working in a place that's her dream job. She's working at a, a gallery in New York City where she's an assistant curator there. Um, it's all sort of art stuff there. Um, but she, you know, really respects that place and wants to work there. And she ends up dating someone who works there. Max. Max. Mm. Yeah. And um, then they break up and she gets fired through a series of somewhat comedic events. And yeah, so she ends up through another series of serendipitous and comedic events meeting up with another guy. Um Nick. Nick, around the same time, who's working on opening up a hotel. And anyway, they sort of fall into a sort of a business relationship where she ends up starting this. She has this idea for a, an art exhibit, an art gallery, where people can donate sort of things that they've held on to of their past relationships. Um and so she does that and she hosts this this, this at the half finished hotel that's Nick is building. Yes. And so uh through a series of self discovery and blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> lots of stuff happens and um Everyone in the end becomes successful and all relationships work out. So, yeah, hmm. as they do in romantic comedies. Sure, sure. After a series of You Lied to Me <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to tell you the truth now and I'm going to forgive you. Sure. Which mm -hmm. is a common theme in sitcoms, romantic comedies. Very common. Yes. So, so that's sort of the, uh, the setup there. Uh, what did you think of this, Todd? Well, I think the fact that we could not remember the main characters' names mm -hmm. speaks pretty poorly <laughs> of how the movie impacted us. That's true. I also regret telling you that I was going to say the uh, actors and actresses' names uh -huh. because they are really hard to... Yeah. I'll start with Nick, the old Red Ranger here. His name's Darcy Montgomery, so that was okay. pretty easy. Lucy is uh, G-E-R-A-L. And we're back. Mm. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but we uh, ran into an issue and I uh, didn't want to start the whole thing over because I thought our intro was pretty good. Yeah. So I believe we were discussing how to say Lucy's name, which yep. you discovered. Why don't you say it? Because I already forgot what you said. It's Geraldine. Vishnaranathan, I believe. Viswanathan. All right. Geraldine Viswanathan. If you're listening, Geraldine, we're sorry. Also, I think you should support our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Todd okay. will give you $3 for mispronouncing your name. That's fair. So, um, 
Yes. How do I feel about this movie? This movie is pretty safe and somewhat nothing special about it. It really is just paint by numbers, romantic comedy. Except for the comedy in this movie is based solely on um, awkward girl rambling. Like, um, in awkward moments, people just talk and ramble. And, like, that's supposed to equal comedic things. And a lot of times I felt it didn't. There are some good one-liners, I will admit, uh, that made me laugh. But... I just think comedy is so much more than just rambling. Um, And and this movie did not capture comedy very well. I think it did a pretty okay on the romantic side of things. I I mean, I don't consider myself a romantic movie buff, but it seemed like on that front it was pretty okay. When all the serious, somewhat you know, oh, you hurt me, or I love you conversations need to happen. I felt like they were fine. Again, nothing special about them. They just, you know, if you've seen a romantic movie, and uh, then you probably have seen most of what's going to happen in this movie when it comes to the romantic side. Um, I think this movie suffers from new comedy standards, which is as long as you're a kooky girl and you just keep talking you know, people will start awkwardly laughing. I don't know. It, it reminds me of any movie that's a romantic movie that Zoe Deschanel is in, of just, like, so kooky, just keep talking, people are bound to laugh. Mm. And that's just not my... I don't think that's funny. That's not, it's not going to... It's not going to get many chuckles out of me. Um, so that, I think that's the biggest gripe I have with it. Acting-wise, I don't think there were any acting powerhouses in this movie. Like, I think people did a fine job, but, um, you know, you think... Uh, or you think of romantic movies or even romantic comedies or, you know, you think of, like, The Notebook or something. Some pretty powerful performances in that movie, even if you don't like the movie. You can't deny that. This didn't have those performances. Not from uh, Stranger Things, uh, Red Ranger, or... Uh, from the movie Blockers, which is the only other thing I recognize the other woman in. So, uh, all the supporting cast, uh, again, pretty average, nothing special. She's got kooky friends. They all live in this incredible apartment together that they probably couldn't afford. Um, and uh, one thing that definitely bothered me is that, you know, in the first kind of opening scenes, you find out that this woman... Lucy lost her job and then the rest of the movie she does not have a job but yet she can still function in life and do all the things she wants to do and spend money and all this kind of stuff and it's just like there's not a whole lot of this film that I would say is grounded in reality that might be my problem with it like hmm. um so I don't know I don't want to keep crapping on it because it wasn't the worst movie I've seen but there there aren't many good things to say about it either so I'll just end it there. I'm also frustrated that the recorder stopped working. So I think it just really messed me up. Mm. Matt? <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, um, so I will say we definitely weren't the target audience for this film. Absolutely. This was a film for the ladies. 
primarily. Um, Younger ladies, I would say that that like. Yeah, yeah. You I know. mean, I'm not saying like kids, but you know, probably mid twenties. Mid twenties is, I think, the age of the the main character. Yeah. And yeah, I think, think uh, especially if you live in New York, maybe <laughs> in an amazing apartment that you can't really afford, or a crappy one, maybe. Uh, if you're a lady in your mid twenties, this this movie is directed directly at you, which isn't a bad play considering how many people live in New York. I just I don't I don't know if these versions of New York that you see in these movies exist. Like mm. I mean, anyone who I've ever known lives in, who has lived in New York, they don't talk about amazing apartments that are so kooky and great, and you don't need a lot of money to stay in. I hear. Rent's crazy. I got to rent a room for someone and I don't have much space. Like, that's right. like, but not, this is not the first movie that's a culprit of this, but it's just like, they create this, like, it paints New York in such a kind of magical way. And I just don't know if that New York really exists anymore. I think it did at some point. I just don't know if it exists anymore. So it's fair. Well, um, so that being said, uh, I think, making a big connection with the movie was going to be a hard sell from the, from the start. Um, I will say I felt like the beginning parts of the movie, the kookiness was, was there and I thought helped a bit. I thought it was decent at sort of bringing me in and helping me care about Lucy. Um, and then, but I thought, and this is something I feel like is fairly new. There was like this kind of undertone of like, I really have some mental health issues and that's okay. Like people have mental health issues. I feel like that's a new thing for movies to kind of even just touch on the fact that people are a little broken. Like everyone's a little broken. Sure. Um, and I think that's that's a positive. That wasn't very overt in this movie, but I felt like it was there as an undertone. Like, hey, she has some problems, and it's okay. Sure. Uh, except for the, the the kind of message. It's like almost like they, they open the door a little bit, but then that's it because it's like, oh, well, I'm going to get over my mental health issue by... by unrealistic standards of never actually working on myself just like right it just happens right i've got it <laughs> right so some points for acceptance of mental health but <laughs> less points for accurately dealing with with mental health issues put it that way um as far as the so so the beginning of the movie i thought i thought the movie was too long hmm. i thought the build up to kind of the romantic side of things taking over was was it was too much there was too much that happened like there was too many odd side stories that got thrown in there i don't know um and then i thought when it got to the romantic part i thought it was pretty pretty solid for that you're right todd no uh no crazy good acting performances here but the romantic setup was decent, and I think that the I really enjoyed the kind of big reveal, follow through, grand gesture at the end. Sure, um, I liked that part. So 
Was this a great movie? No. It wasn't a great movie. <laughs> was it an average movie? Probably. Did I like it a little bit more than average? I think I did. Um, but I wouldn't put it in the in the in the good category. Sure. I would put it in the high average category, I guess. Um, so who should see it? Well, I'd say it's it's a movie for for youngish ladies. Youngish? What does that mean? <laughs> I'd say it's a movie for ladies. We'll just leave it at that. There you go. Um, I don't think you have to be young to enjoy this movie. Hmm. After all, I'm a middle-aged man and I enjoyed the movie. So So that's where I'll leave it. If you're if you're in that category, take it take a gander at this film. No need to see it in theaters. Unless you want to support the theater industry, which is uh thinking of shutting down. So Yeah. Hmm. Go for it. <laughs> uh, uh, how how far our tune has changed since we saw Tenet where we were just like ah, I probably don't see this in theaters or whatever and now we're going to see any movie and be like you should probably see it in theaters because uh, the business the business relies on you yeah yeah <laughs> uh, alright so how many Monopoly piece thimbles would you give this uh-huh. movie yes the thimble plays a substantial part in the movie. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty big symbol after a revealing point in the movie. Um I'm gonna go with two point eight thimbles out of five. Mm-hmm. So slightly above the average range in the high average as I said. Seems to coincide with what you were talking about. Yes. Um I think I'm gonna go I'm going to go two. Okay. I uh, I do like the woman who played Lucy. Like, I liked her in Blockers, Blockers which is, you know, I mean, I maybe I've seen her in something else, but this is the movie that when I did a quick look in the old IMDb that I could find. Um, and I think there's something there with her as an actor or an actress. I just think, um, I think time will make her a little bit better. Like, I think I think she's a rising star. So uh, um, I thought, you know, she really, I mean, like, the movie was on her back to carry. And I think she did a somewhat okay job, which is hard when you're a young actor coming up. Right. So I want to give her some props on that. But, um, you know, the stuff that brings it down to a two in my eyes is not her fault. It's just uh, some of the writing, the pacing, not... Uh, just um this idea that you know kooky girls rambling is 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 the new comedic norm which i blame the movie bridesmaids for mm. which i think made that pretty famous and so and it's in theaters and now. it's in theaters so pay five bucks and <laughs> you know be like i don't know what todd's talking about we'll pay the five bucks to go see the movie and you're good to go there you go so yeah that's where i'm at too okay so that's going to wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we saw The Broken Hearts Gallery in theaters, and we gave it an average rating of 2.4, which is slightly below average. Only like a 0.1 slice. Only 0.1. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Um, uh, I'd say you should see it more than Todd should, but that's how averages work. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, please continue to do so in the future. 
Ta-da-ta-da. Ta-da. Ta-da-ta. Ta-da.